Hello, hello. Brittany is today's guest on the podcast, and while we do go through her weight loss journey from losing over 100 pounds to skin removal surgery to now starting to work with a coach to build a a plan moving forward, what I really enjoyed was the conversation we had on how she views genuine confidence versus the kind of cliche approach to body positivity. And what's really, really wonderful is she's been on both sides of it. So, um, you know, she explains kind of where she was before and how that really was not helping her. And it being toxic is actually uh, how she described it versus where she is working to be now. And I'm talking about working to be because uh, something we, we mention a lot here is that it is an ongoing mental struggle on a day-to-day basis. So uh, this this was a wonderful chat. I think if you really think about some of the stuff that, that's talked about here when it comes to mindset, when it comes to um, to confidence, I, I think it can be super helpful. And uh, of course, if you want to go ahead and connect with her while you're listening, I do have her Instagram profile linked up. And uh, and yeah, this was, this was an excellent conversation. So without further ado, here's Brittany. So you've lost 105 pounds. I have. Um, you, yeah. Yeah. How, what was it this, that, that really one got you going and like, why was this the time that it was, it was going to stick? So I started my journey November 22nd of 2019. Um, I had just turned 29 and mm-hmm. I did not want to turn 30 being obese and being unhappy and being unhealthy. I just, I was not willing to do that. So I started keto and I literally cold Turkey one day decided to do it. Never looked back. Okay. okay. Yeah. And of, of, cause see, that's something where I, I know a few folks that are able to like literally just turn it on. Um, was it like, like there, there has, has there really been any slip ups? Cause I, I honestly feel like everything I've seen from you, and we've been connected for probably six to eight months now. Like you just, you're very regimented and you're very consistent with what you do. There's been a couple little slip ups. I have mentioned them, but like not like big mentions of them because they're not huge. I found that since I had surgery, I've been having a really hard time. I'm still keto. I still eat keto. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because of the way that my body's reacting to the swelling and everything, I find it very easy to get frustrated. So I kind of, I don't want to say I go off the rails, but I will like slip up and either stop eating or eat too much. Like I just kind of get into my own head and I'm like, oh, well, nothing's working anyway, but it's, it's swelling, it's surgery, it's recovery. Like that's just what it is. So I get inside my own head a little bit and then I have my moments, but it hasn't been anything drastic. So like, I don't slip up often, yeah, but I do do it because I am a human being as well. So it does happen. Well, and, and see, that's the whole thing too, is like, you can be super consistent. You're still going to have those days and you're still going to have those thoughts. And, and I think a lot of times when somebody is looking at weight loss in absolute terms, like they feel like, you know, any slip up is, is bad, but I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, like, you know, you're still human. And um, now, as far as this, when you say you're, even though you're making some changes, but you're still predominantly keto how has that changed? Like, I mean, have you, have you adjusted your macros slightly or, or what, what's the difference been? I'm actually just about to start with the nutritional coach who is, okay. um, 
she fully embraces keto. She understands it and she, she understands the therapeutic benefits behind it. So I'm going to be starting with her shortly. So what I've discovered through talking to her is that when I started my journey, I was 300 pounds Mm -hmm. and I chose keto. I chose like the custom macros that came on the carb manager. I did what it told me and I lost weight because I was I was obese, like my body Mm -hmm. wanted to get rid of that weight. So from the start to where I'm at now, that was easy for me. Like that was, I didn't have to think about that, but now I'm at this place where I have never as an adult been in a body this size. I was probably this weight for the last time when I was like 13. So I don't know how to function. I, I don't know how to adjust things for an adult body at this size to move forward from this point. So I've, I've, I'm hiring, I, I have hired her yeah. and we're going to move forward and she's going to help me figure it out. So I think there comes a time in your keto journey where you're going to stall out and you're going to yeah. get stuck and you're going to need to ask for help because you're not going to have all the answers. So, well, and, and see, this is a lot of times with, with keto or weight loss in general, like when that's what you're going through, I mean, it becomes part of your identity. Like I'm losing weight. And then you get to this part where you don't have to do that anymore, but you're still doing the actions every day, but it's like, okay, in my head, like, where do I need to be? So yeah, that's, that's awesome. One that you have a coach and then two, that you've got somebody that knows the ins and outs of keto. And you're basically, it sounds like you're, you're learning, you're basically building this lifelong mindset and and approach. Is that pretty much what, what you and the coach are going to be doing? Yeah, definitely. I, I'm going to work with her for three months. Um, that's our that's our little set goal to get me to a place where I'll be able to adjust things on my own and figure things out moving forward. Um, but I'm finding that for me, especially since I've started adding like a lot of workouts, I mm-hmm. don't, I'm not feeling properly for those. And I can tell that I'm not feeling properly. properly for those. So I, it's going to be, it's going to be really beneficial. I'm like a huge advocate now. Like before I was like, because on my Instagram, like I did it myself. I did, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And it was almost to the point where I was like, okay, well, if I ask for help, like, am I, am I failing? And you're not like, you need to, if you're stuck and you need help, why wouldn't you, you know? So I've had to get outside my own head and that too, because everybody looks at your Instagram and they see like, you've been making all this progress, progress, progress. You had surgery, you put weight back on after surgery. So why can't you take it back off? So I'm kind of in a weird place where people have been watching my whole journey and right now I'm at a stop. So instead yeah. of staying and being roadblocked, I'm going to ask for help and I'm going to move forward with the new body that I don't understand. So I'm going to have someone who understands it who's going to help me move forward. So there's no shame in that at all. I'm super pumped. <laughs> yeah, well and and I'll tell you that Never mind, no shame. Like it's it's really a sign of strength and awareness. I mean, the fact that you're at the point that you're at, you're looking at this. You're like, hey, people are watching me. They've seen me progress all through here. I, I'm basically taking the next step of my journey. And you know what? I figured all this stuff out to myself or for myself. But now it is time to ask for help because otherwise, you know, if you tried to do this on your own, yes, you could make progress. But who's to say that you may not end up hiring a, a coach six to nine months from now because you're like, oh yeah, you know what? I probably should have done this differently because like you said, this is an entirely, this is just an entirely new body for me. Um, and just an entirely just different process. Now you, you, you've mentioned the surgery. Did you, when, when did you decide that you were going to have surgery? And then let's talk a little bit about like basically just embracing the new body that you're in, because you talk a lot about that. 
Yeah. So I lost all the weight in a year. Um, so at that point I knew that I wanted to maintain, to make sure that I was able to stay where I was before I went for surgery, because if you go for surgery and you're not mentally ready to stay in the lifestyle that you're in, you're going to put weight back on and you're going to damage your body because the surgery that I had was hip to hip and like belly button to the yep. middle of my chest. Like that's a big surgery. And if you put weight back on after that, that's a lot of incisions that you can potentially rip open. Like yeah. to rush into surgery is foolish. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of healing. Like I, <laughs> I don't understand people who rush into yeah. surgery, <laughs> just saying, yeah. but, um, so I lost the weight. I kept it off for a year. And then I would say at like the year and a half mark, I asked my family doctor and I was like, Hey, how do we start this process? So he wrote me a letter, um, that went to my surgeon and then it took quite a while to get into her just cause it was a referral. So it was about October of the second year that I got in for my referral. Um, so that puts us at like a year, year two, year, year two, two and one month ish. Um, but that put us at the consultation. Consultation was great. I fit all the criteria to get partial coverage. So I'm in BC. Um, so our MSP covered my, I always say it wrong, paniculectomy, whatever. I don't know what it's called. Like the apron removal, like the skin that hangs down, that part was covered for me to get removed. The rest of it I paid for out of pocket. Um, so after my consultation, it was October 22nd, and then I had surgery January 31st. So yeah it was amazing it's the greatest yeah. thing yeah 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 I what well, the initial question was i just like totally went off on well, a no, this, is, this is i well i wanted you to explain uh, explain the process you went through with surgery which i, I you did a, a really good job on plus you also said look you have to be in the right mindset when you're yeah. doing that and now did you what was there what was the this setup on that because I know a lot of times there's there's a psycho there's like a psycho psychological evaluation there's all kinds of of stuff leading up to it so you no. so you basically like you this is interesting when it came to losing the weight you were just like it's time for me to do this when it was time for the surgery you're like I, I'm gonna talk to my doctor I'm gonna get the referral but then you're also just going in with this and saying you know what I need to again take my time with this I'm I'm so the central theme on what you're saying from weight loss to surgery to now what you're in now to what you're doing now, which is building this stuff for life is really kind of take your time and figure it out. Um, yeah, you can't rush into any of the steps. Like if I was to, if I wasn't in a place where I was when I went into surgery, like say I rushed into it right after, and then I put mm -hmm. weight on, like the only thing that would have accomplished is hurting my body. It's the same with the people who rush in when they're not at the proper BMI that their doctor wants them at. Because if you, my requirement was 30 BMI. So, and I got to 28 before surgery, but if I would have gone in with like a 35, whatever BMI, like as soon as you lose more weight, you're going to have loose skin again. So the people who rush into surgery are really doing themselves a complete disservice every time they do it, because you don't want to have to go in and do that again, because healing from that sucks. Like it is not fun. It doesn't, okay. Hold on, pause. For me, healing was stupidly easy compared to everyone that I've seen online and compared to everyone that my surgeon works with. My healing was ridiculous. Like I had a couple days of discomfort, but I had no pain. Um, so yeah. I know, but I hate, hate being like healing was healing sucked for me 
mentally because it was sitting still for six months and like waiting for my body to recover and not being able to go to the gym and not being in my normal routine. That's the part that sucked for me. Healing. I'm a champ. Like I had no problems. Like it was easy, but mentally it was hard. Well, and, and that's, see, mentally is the whole, the, the mental side of this stuff, I think is what a lot of folks also miss because they're thinking, okay, if I lose the weight, like that's going to fix the relationship that I have with myself. And that, that's not how it works. Now I, I want, I, cause what I want to hear is how you've, where your relationship with yourself is right now. Um, and then also the kind of popular notion of body positivity, because I think when we talk about the way that you view yourself. And this is, this is why I really wanted to, to do a podcast with you because I, I see these posts and I see you embracing kind of these changes and the confidence that you have, like genuine confidence. I want to hear like where you are with how you view yourself. And then we can talk about the, the kind of general stereotype body positivity movement. So let's talk about how you evolved in viewing and in, in viewing yourself through this entire process. So This is a very day-to-day thing because when you've gone from the size that I went to, to the loose skin to now, the body dysmorphia is off the chart some days. Like some days I will go in, I went into Costco a couple weeks ago. I left with extra, extra large pants. Like I bought them. I took them out and I was like, what am I doing? Like I wear medium now. What am I doing? Like I have good days, like amazing days. And then I have days where I'm like, I see the old version of me. Like I can't not see it, which is insane, especially since I surgically had skin removed off my body. And I still see that old version. Like it's mind blowing how mental everything can be. What do you tell yourself when, when you see the old you, like, are there pep talks? Are there like, do do you have a a kind of a routine for that? Like, what do you, because you seem very logical. Like you can pull yourself out of this and have a conversation but again, we're talking about day-to-day stuff here. So like, how do you handle that? I usually, so when I'm having a day where I know it's bad, I usually make a post about it, honestly, because I think more people need to put some awareness into the fact that it's not all like puppies and rainbows and unicorns every single day. And there's going to be days that suck. So I usually I'll do that. And then I'll kind of just sit with it because I have to like sit there and tell myself and like, I'll do like a side-by-side picture and be like, what are you? what are you thinking? Like, what are you doing right now? Like, this doesn't make any sense. So usually I can pull myself out of it pretty quick, but there are days where it's just an overwhelming feeling of like, I actually don't even know how to verbalize what it feels like, but it's like, you've done all this work. And then there's a day where it's just like, boom, you feel like the old you and there's nothing that you can do to jump past it. And you're like, why? You know, it's a very tough thing to deal with. And logically, like, I know this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense. Like, there is no reason for me to even think this because I've lost that weight and I've been surgically changed. Like, what are you doing, brain? It makes no sense. But some days you cannot pull past it. And I don't, I don't have any explanation for that. (laughs) Well, and, and see, that's the that's the whole thing where the mental side of this is ongoing and it doesn't matter how much weight you lose. It doesn't matter how your body has changed. You will, you will walk by a window or a mirror and you'll, you'll get like a side glance and you'll be like, Oh my gosh, I'm 300 pounds again. And you know, for you, you're like, well, logically 
that's that's not possible now when you have these like you mentioned putting the post out because others are struggling with it do you ever when you're having these days just look at your old post and like kind of read your your thoughts and just be like okay i i now i've kind of reinforced the progress that i've had like does that ever help or do you ever do that Oh, totally. I look back on my Instagram all the time. Like my Instagram has been hugely beneficial for me in many ways, like looking back to see my progress. And that actually, my Instagram came in handy big time when I was going in for my surgery too, because my doctor had a linear timeline that I couldn't fake of everything that I've done. So it came in handy a lot, but yeah, I look back at old posts a lot. And I look back at the things that other people say, cause there's, I have a pretty big surgery community on my mm -hmm. Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's actually really helpful for me when I put these up because there's a lot of people who are like, I do this all the time. I feel like this all the time. Like this happens to me. And it's reassuring to know that it's not just a me thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think part of it too, after you've had surgery, like people say, when you lose an arm, you have phantom pains. Like I get phantom itches in this mm -hmm. skin that is cut mm -hmm. off that I can't find. So mm -hmm. like my brain is like, it's there. Like I know it's there, but my body's like, I'm like, I can't you know, it's, it's a really, it's a really strange situation to have happen. Cause you're like, I can feel the skin that was like hanging on my lap, but it's gone, but it's still itchy. Like, is it, is it, is it there? Like, am I wrong? Yeah. Like, it, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, it's, it's trippy. It's trippy for sure. Like, well, and so basically the mindset part is a day-to-day -day thing. You are overall genuinely very confident in who you've become and, and who you're becoming. Um, now let's compare that to kind of the overall body positivity movement. Um, how do you, how do you divine, define kind of what most people think of as body positivity and why do you think it's toxic was the word you used when we were talking about it. Why do you think it's toxic? So the original idea of body positivity for people of color and people of larger sizes and like the original idea I can get behind that. What it's turned into, I can't get behind because it's turned into um, health at any size and big is beautiful and embrace your curves and love your body no matter what. And I can't get behind that because I don't, health at any size is not a thing. Obese does not equal healthy. It's just not possible. Like you go to any doctor, they will tell you if your BMI is a, okay. People say the BMI scale is a joke too, but let's be real here. When you see a body and you see obese is obese. Like there's no two ways around it. Like when you, how do I say this without pissing people off? Well, oh well first off, here's the cool thing. You're on the podcast that has my name on it. So any type of like hateful comments you guys can throw at me. Um, what I will say about this is you have two two phrases that are 1000% are different. You have happy at every size, which basically is if you're starting a process of losing weight, hold on, hold on. Not happy at every size. Let me, let me, let me, let me finish. Cause okay, <laughs> listen, listen. So like, if you're starting, you're putting in the work, you should be proud that you're putting in the effort. You're not happy with the outcome yet. Okay. That's why I wanted you to let me finish. Okay. So like, you should be happy that you're working through a process. You should be happy that you've started. Like it doesn't, if you, if you tried to lose weight 70 times before, this is the time that you're like, you know what? It's clicked. Like, just like you said, you're like, you know, when it was time for me to lose weight, it clicked. You should be very proud of that. Now you can be happy and be working and busting your ass to like really 
hit your goals. Happy at any size, I can get behind. Healthy at any size is very, it's, it's, very, date, it's very much data driven, just like you mentioned. You know, there's, there's going to be a certain size for your frame. There's going to be a certain body composition that when you, for the vast majority of people, when you get the, the, your test run by the, your doctor, it's going to come back that you're not healthy. So there are two very different things. And I, I know what you're talking about, because when they say just embrace everything about your body, but you can't stay there. Like if you're not healthy, you can't stay there. I do think, because we're talking about so much of this being mental, that if you can put yourself in a happy place to do the work that you haven't been able to do before, 1000%, but you can't say, well, this is where I am. I'm just going to stay here. I mean, like you can choose to do what you want, but if you're not, you know, if, if the goal is to get yourself healthier and in better shape, your body's going to change. You're going to put these efforts in and then over time, your body's going to change. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've been talking a lot on my page right now too about um, fake confidence when I was very overweight. Like I faked a lot of confidence and that was very mentally damaging for mm -hmm. me to do for myself. So when I was 300 pounds and telling myself like, this is fine. Like I look great and I would rip my closet apart. I would end up in tears every time I tried to get dressed and then I would leave the house. Like everything was fine. Like, do you know how horrible that is for your mental like I just well because you've got you have two conflicting narratives going on and you're in a tug of war with yourself yeah that makes total sense yeah I don't know I've just that's just been something that I've been diving into a lot lately it's just like the because you can't this is going to make people angry but when you're obese you're not happy with your body and I don't care what anybody says like it's not fun to have to worry if you're going to fit in a restaurant booth and it's not fun to think you might not fit on the plane you might not be able to put on your seatbelt without an extender like I went to an amusement park I got kicked off a ride that's not fun that's not cute that's not enjoyable that's not living your life like it's not possible to have all of the same things when you're obese as when you're actually in a healthy body it's not possible yeah I agree I agree yeah. I agree well, and see, this is, this is what's nice about talking about this on a podcast versus a social media post, because think of, of like how long the caption would have to be to explain right. it, to like put the statement out there, explain it, and then tie things back. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And again, this, this whole thing, there's so many, there's so many like fine lines in this. Okay. So we're talking about how this is a mental this is a mental thing that you're going to work through one, uh, which it is every day of, of your life. And in, in many cases Two, we're talking about, you have to like be proud of the effort you're putting in. But at the same time, I know exactly what you're saying with the fake confidence. I don't, I, in general, I'm not a big fan of fake it till you make it because I think you again, start telling yourself a story that you've made it somewhere and you, you haven't done anything yet. You've just pumped yourself up. I think, um, I, there's something I like to say called realistic optimism. Like, you're, com you're trying to develop confidence that you're going to be able to get to where you want to go, but you're realistic about it. You're not just telling yourself some, some fairy tale that isn't going to come true because what we find is that you've got to be consistent with the effort you're putting in. You've got to try to develop patience, especially when you're talking about weight loss and you just like, you, you have to stick with it. So. Mm -hmm. So for me though, when I talk about body positivity in the way that I was using it, I was using it in a very toxic way and I was using it to 
completely justify all my bad choices and to stay complacent and not make any changes because I used all this, the cliches like big is beautiful, men like, what is it? Meat, not bones and blah, blah, blah. Like every single one of those things, like I tried to hide behind that so that I didn't have to make changes because I didn't want to, because I wasn't ready. All the while I was crying daily because I hated my body. Like it's, I was using it in such a toxic way. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's morphed into more for me. Like when I'm thinking, body positivity like air quotes whatever I am using the phrase self-love in the form of health I don't use body positivity I think that's garbage I think it it for me in my life in my situation that was the most toxic thing I ever did to myself was hide behind every single cliche in the book to justify not getting healthy so I think one, the, the biggest thing here is, is you're not somebody that is doing the fitness stuff now that has never, you, you've jumped into body positivity before and it didn't, it was not a good experience for you. It was toxic. So I, I think when you say, Hey, this is where I was, this is what I've transitioned to this. I, I, I mean, it just, the explanation I think will really help a lot of people because honestly, if you're going to say at whatever, you know, that I'm, I'm happy at any size, what that comes down to is if you, when it's just you, you, you don't have social media, you don't have really, you don't even have anybody around you. When it's just you and your own thoughts. Are you truly happy? If you are truly happy, then okay. That doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy, but I mean, if somebody's happy, you know, genuinely, we're not going to be like, yo, do this. You need to change, even though you're happy. But what you're saying, because I, I think this holds true for a lot of people, is that they're saying body positivity, body positivity, you know, healthy at any size, happy at any size. But when they're in their own head, even if they'll tell everybody how happy they are, they're like you said, you're crying, you're just you're frustrated, you're 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 tired of this, but like you're trying to front, you're trying to tell yourself again two different things, and it's just it's it's pulling at you like in opposite directions. But no, I I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. So my, my thing too, is like, I always put a disclaimer at the front of my posts because people really don't like that. I say that body positivity is toxic, but I always put the disclaimer with, this is my lived experience. experience. This is how I used it. And this is what it did to me. You don't have to agree with me, nothing, but I'm, I'm telling people that this is how I did it. But the big challenge that I have that I like to put out at people is like, if you are sitting there and you're telling people that you want to lose weight and then you're at the same time doing the body positivity love yourself at any size you need to I'm, I challenge you to look inside your own brain and find out like are you actually or are you just appeasing two different audiences are you trying to get in with the weight loss crowd and then trying to stay with the body positivity crowd like what what do you want you know because it's turned into such a thing right now where we're so concerned with our image and what's going on on social media that I don't think that people are able to separate the two. Right. You know, because a lot of people on my platform, I noticed like they'll agree with me in private that the body positivity was very toxic for them, but they would never say that just bluntly out to their audience because they have to appease both sides. So I find that social media can be amazing. Like my journey posting everything on here has been incredible because I've, mm -hmm. I've connected with so many different people, but at the same time, 
it's so fake that I just, I have a hard time under, like deciding, I don't know who's real and who's not, you know, but I think that a big challenge is that if you are putting yourself in a weight loss category and a body positivity category, like find out where you're at. Yeah. You know? I went well, off, off on a tangent. There. No, no. Well, well, here's the, well, here's what I like about that. Um, because I, my, I've, I've worked in social media for years and the interesting thing about it is if you we're talking a lot about mindset and how you view yourself, if you don't know who you are and you go out and you start scrolling Instagram, you're just, you're, you're grabbing for ideas and you're mm-hmm. seeing what people are posting. You're like, maybe this is what I need to do. No, maybe this is what I need to do. And for anybody that's, that's looking for, you know, that's, that's looking to jump into a, a community or yeah, into a community, um, you know, they're, they're getting conflicting messages and then they end up kind of going from side to side. Now you're talking about something. And I smiled when you said this, because I know exactly what you're talking about. You're then talking about people that are micro influencers that are trying to dip their toe in both pools. So over here, they're saying I'm in the weight loss pool, but over here I'm in the, the uh, healthy at any size pool. And what they're doing is they're trying to craft an image as well. And they're trying to play on both sides. So that's where I get where, and you know, with them, they may, they may not even know where they actually stand because you, you see that too, where people, it just, it seems like they've lost their identity. But I mean, I think tying this back to you, I think how you have taken, how you have taken a slower approach to this stuff is like, what am I going to be doing long-term each step of the way, which I think is awesome that you've literally decided to do it on your own. Because I know in a lot of cases, people really, really, really don't get the hang of that, even though it, it, you've admitted that it's a struggle. Um, you know, you have a level of awareness that most people do not take the time to develop. And doing that at, at, a rel- like at such a young age is awesome because that means once you lay this foundation for the rest of your life with your coach and beyond, like you're set, you're from a health and fitness standpoint, it's just something you do. It's not really a trap that you're going to fall back into, even though you're always going to have those thoughts and feelings that you're in your old body here and there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I feel, I feel really good with where I'm at right now, but like you, cause I've, I've said on my platform many times, like I'm a full-blown food addict. Like it Mm -hmm. is a problem. It is something that will never go away. And just, it's important to know that like whatever you're struggling with, the reason that you have gained weight, it's always going to be there. Always. Mm -hmm. It's not going to go away, but you need to figure out how to deal with it. So like any, any eating disorder in the book, like binging, like the, the food addiction, any of that, it's, going to be a struggle forever like it's Mm -hmm. always going to be there so you have to find ways to cope with it and you have to find ways to retrain your brain around it and uh yeah but it's really important to know that it's not gonna go away it's not something that goes away same with the dysmorphia it's not going to go away completely like you have to be able to have the tools in your tool belt to work your way through it like it's not easy like losing weight was the easy part. It's the mental stuff and everything after that's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that you're always going to work on. And I, I think, well, what I, what I do want to talk about, cause we've talked about everything as far as 
um, as far as fitness and weight loss. Now, as you've been working on the mindset here, are there other areas, like other parts of your life where you've seen this kind of show up? Like, hey, I've developed these skills here through weight loss. Now I'm using it in this area of my life. I mean, sort of. I made big personal changes when I started this journey. So I, when I started this journey, I was married. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went through this at the beginning, completely unsupported, completely on my own. I got to the point where I had put in so much work and I felt so good about what I'd accomplished that I just knew that other, other people that were in my life at that time were staying stagnant and were not making changes. And I just couldn't stay in there anymore. Like I find that when I've, since I've been on this journey, like I've progressed so much mentally and obviously physically that I can't, you have to find people that are on your level at this point. Like you can't, hang out with the garbage bins in the back you got to move up to the front of the store and hang out with all the like you know you just can't it's been a big mental thing that's that's my thing here it's been it's been really good it's been really good yeah it's good yeah see and again i did it and i forgot what the question was i just go off on these little things and you know (laughs) but well the question you answered it i was like well what is it that you've learned in other areas of your life and what you said is basically this entire thing is a mental process and you've done is you've had to clean out basically take out you take out the garbage in, in a lot of different areas and again you still work on this stuff on a, on a daily basis. So, um, you know, as we, as we start to wrap up here again, like, I think the biggest thing that people can take from this, I, I love your approach on how you view yourself in confidence and how different it is from the kind of stereotype version of body positivity. And the fact that you will openly admit that, Hey, I used to go into that stuff. And it was, I was basically telling myself something that was not helpful to me. So I I think when somebody hears you unpack that, um, I think that's going to help them kind of figure out in their head where they're at. And for any of you guys listening, like wherever you are is where you are, wherever you decide to to go with it, that's fine. But you got to be honest with yourself uh, before you make that decision. You know, the, the other part of this again is like, it's mental for life. It's not, I, I think a lot of times maintenance is viewed as kind of this this, this fairy tale land where you're going to be able to do whatever it is that you want. But the truth is, if you do that, you're going to go back to where you were before. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're not, you're going to be starting all over. So again, like this, the things that you're struggling with now, you're still going to continue to struggle with. And honestly, the way that you're eating, the way that you're, well, not as much exercise because you'll, you'll be evolving your workouts, but like, if you're following an eating plan now, it's working for you. You're going to be eating pretty much that way for life. Uh, but you're also going to have to be ready and willing to change that. And if you don't know how you need to be willing to ask someone who does know how, because you're going to stall out. I promise you're going to stall out. It's just the way it goes, (laughs) but it's how you move forward from that. Like you can either stay stuck spinning your wheels like I have for the last like six months, or you can move ahead sooner and get someone who understands and who can help you move along with it. So yeah, no, there's, there's, there's definitely a place for coaching trainers and professionals at, at every stage of this stuff. Um, now, as we wrap up again, I, I told everybody at the beginning that they can find you on Instagram. Is there another place that you like to send them in addition to your IG profile? Instagram's kind of my main thing. Everything else doesn't really interest me. 
there we go. So, uh, so yeah, so Brittany makes it really, really easy for you guys. Make sure that you check her out on Instagram. Uh, and then let us know your, your thoughts on uh, this particular episode. If you have any, um, if, if you have anything hateful, you can direct that to me. I'm at your level fitness on Instagram, but, um, but no, I, I appreciate you coming on with me today. I, I really, the confidence thing is, is huge. That's like, again, when, when I wanted to have you on, like, that's what I really wanted to talk about. So I, I think we did a, a good job on that. Um, as we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to say before we head off? If you're thinking that you need to start a journey, start right now, right now, no excuses start right now. Like you're, you're robbing yourself of time because we get one go around. So make it a good one. Today is the day. Right. So, all right, guys, let us know your thoughts on the episode. Brittany, thank you for hopping on with me today. And I will talk to you again soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.